Welcome to the Doghouse. I'm Diana. And I'm David. It's Riverdale, Season 6, Episode 14, Chapter 109, Venomous. With Palladium acting as his personal kryptonite, Archie decides he must build up his tolerance if he's going to stand a chance against Percival. Betty turns to Jughead for help uncovering some repressed memories from her childhood. Meanwhile, Veronica deals with a bombshell discovery that affects how she interacts with the people around her, and Cheryl debates whether she should reach out to a former childhood crush. I feel like there's a lot going on here. <sighs> Maybe too much. Yeah, there's, there's stuff happening here, but it's all subtext, <laughs> which is a little, little different. I mean, it's working towards something. Yeah, um, um, I don't know. <laughs> so we start with Jughead narration talking about, you know, how many times have you wondered if you could have any superpower, what would it be? And so... He mentions that nobody talks about the downsides of having superpowers, the headaches, kisses of death, the strange debilitating vulnerabilities you develop. And while he's narrating, we see Jughead going through his comics, Betty's looking at old photos, Veronica's putting on black lipstick, and Archie is leaving Pops. And as he leaves Pops, he is confronted by Percival and Reggie. And, you know, it's just blah, blah, blah. Reggie's on his own path. Yeah. Sure he is. Classic American bravado. And now Percival's got a pure palladium ring. And Archie's just don't make me beat you up again. And Percival's just like, yeah, no, I don't think your bruised ego can survive another encounter with me. Don't be a penny on the tracks. <laughs> That's a good line. That's a good line. Especially when you're going to run a train through town. Yeah, like it's it's clever. And it does actually like make Archie pout a little. <laughs> uh, we go over to Thornhill and Cheryl is playing with magic eight ball. She's trying to decide if she's going to contact Heather, her junior high sweetheart. She calls it the sphere of knowledge. Sphere of knowledge. I love it. She asks it and it says cannot predict now. And she's like, fine. Have an email. That's good, right? No pressure. Like acting very uncheryl in this moment. Nana wants her to leave it be, but <laughs> the, the fact that it's an actual magic eight ball, like it could have just been a a different like ball that had the same kind of stuff in it, but was actually kind of mystical. No, it's just a straight up magic eight ball. Yeah, that's what makes it adorable. It's pretty good. Uh, we go over to the Jabatha apartment and Archie and Jughead are talking. They mentioned that Tabitha is still in Albany working on the historical landmarks thing for Pops, uh, but she keeps hitting dead ends. Archie's, you know, just talking about Percival's like, you know, he keeps coming after our friends like we're we're playing constant defense. And Jughead says, if you're going to start using sports metaphors, then I'm going to start using comic ones. And then Archie says, I didn't know you were that into comics. Jughead replies with, what can I say? I contain multitudes. And there we get an echo. And this time it's Archie's echo. Flashback. Archie's the one who, who feels that echo from Rivervale. Jughead reminds him, like, oh, I got this stuff from my mom back in Toledo. And I've been, you know, going through it to get back into creative writing, like comics or graphic novels. So like, oh, how did Superman beat Kryptonite? He built up an immunity by exposing himself to it. And Mighty Mouse did the same thing, uh, which, you know, 
Mighty Mouse's weakness was Limburg cheese. Yep. Uh, and so it's just it's just very much exposition. And there's a mention that Cheryl might still have some palladium. <laughs> okay. All right. We go see Dr. Curdle, who's in a full hazmat suit. And Veronica is wearing a funeral veiled hat. <laughs> like she's in all black. Because that will protect people. Yeah, pretty much. Basically, everything that's emanating from her, her saliva, her tears, her blood, her sweat is filled with an enormous amount of toxins. And so it's a shock she's not dead. So they're going to put her on dialysis to detoxify her body and uh, hope that that'll work. And she needs to avoid any and all physical contact with any person or persons. Cool. Yeah. Betty goes to ask Jughead, pierce my mind. And Jughead's like, this sounds like a trap. <laughs> Which I greatly appreciate. Jughead's getting funnier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, no, my subconscious mind. I need you to go into the memories that I may have repressed. And Jughead's like, first of all, I don't even know if I can do that. He's just like, no. And also, this feels really uncomfortable. Yeah. And Betty's just like, look, you know. Some stuff's resurfaced, and I feel like there are things that just make me an open wound. And I'm trying to stitch myself back, but I can't do that without the missing pieces. And so Jughead's like, fine, I'll do some research. Yeah, this is going to go great. Well, I, what I like is that Jughead is learning. My powers are more than what I thought they were. Mm-hmm. And so it's showing some growth there, which also leads to potential growth for some of the other characters. Mm -hmm. Then we go over to Thornhill and Archie gets some palladium from Cheryl. And she's like, what are you going to do it? She's like, you know, you are playing with forces beyond your understanding. And he's just like, yeah, but I don't have any other options. And Cheryl's just like, okay, I have some experience. So Maybe I can create a pathway for you without it costing you your life. Hmm. Riverdale. So we come back and Archie is weighing himself. And, you know, he's writing it down. He's got palladium nearby. He starts punching the, the punching bag and there's blood on the bag. And we can see that his hand is getting messed up. That's not, I mean... <laughs> That's just bad in general without any sort of superpowers involved. Yep. Your knuckles bust open on a heavy bag. That's like you just started. Yep. We cut to Veronica. She's got an IV in her arm with what appears to be the darkest possible blood <laughs> going through the tube. Jay, her assistant, telling her, Mr. Shipley left another message. They're having a meeting about the casino. With or without you. And she's like, fine, it's their funeral. <laughs> we go back to Thornhill. And Cheryl's looking for a book on Rasputin. Apparently Nana was reading it and she wants it back. And Nana is looking at a painting of what appears to be like Cheryl. It's only from like the neck down. Holding an extremely large spider. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. Um, And Cheryl's just kind of whining that Heather hasn't responded. And we get Nana going, in my experience, people usually respond promptly to emails when they care. Nana prompted this, by the way. Yeah, yeah. She's being horrible. Well, she's Nana. 
Uh, but I like Cheryl's retort. In your experience, people also communicated by pigeons. Now get my Russian tome, you Baba Yaga. <laughs> I found that really enjoyable. Cheryl wasn't even like whining that much. It's Nana's like, has the Heather talked to you again? And Cheryl's like, oh, no. She's not even like that whiny about it, but Nana's just like full on emotional murder. <laughs> we cut over to Archie. He's trying to open a can, but like he has, like he can't, he can't do it. Buddy walks in, he hides his hands in his hoodie and she's like, hey, I'm going to go talk to Jughead. And he's like, can, can you open this can for me? And she's like, sure. Why? <laughs> so he, op- he, he puts her hands out. She says, what were you doing? And she's like, you're going to break every bone in your body. And, you know, or she's just like, uh, it was just a regular workout. Even before I was invulnerable, I could tear into that bag and it was no problem. And this time it felt like I was punching nails. And Betty's yelling at him about wearing the rock. And it's just like, you have to stop this regimen. And Archie's like, no, I can't. Not in the face of Percival. I mean, to be fair, that line, I can't be weak. Yeah. That's actually a big thing. That's That's always been Archie's thing. Yeah. But then for him to actually say it out loud is yeah. pretty surprising. Yeah, it is. He's having to face that, like, to him not having any physical toughness, he feels weak. That's really what it comes down to. Yep. Yep. I would go over to the casino, and it's time to meet with the other investors. And Reggie is leading this ring. Veronica is still wearing her veiled hat. Giant cloak as well. <laughs> yes, her uh, her old cloak. And, uh, you know, it's just a lot of back and forth bullshit. The Mr. Shipley guy is like, well, we have a buyer. We could all get our money out today. You know, there's also the question of her removing Reggie from day to day operations. And Veronica's like, you know, OK, I'll look into getting a new valuation because we keep moving towards profitability but I'll need a few days to show you exactly what you're walking away from. The absolute best part of this is Reggie is coming up with different things. And he's like, well, that would have been it except you. And then he makes that, mm, that sweet face of mm-hmm. like appreciation look absolutely insane. And I just went, Charles Melton, comic genius. I love it. And Reggie's so good at this because we, we know, we can feel that he's being manipulated by Percival. But it's not taking much to get Reggie to do this. There's all all it took was him to just push him over one edge. But Reggie's making it very clear. Percival didn't make me do shit. Well, I don't want well, Reggie wouldn't know, to be quite honest. But it wasn't going to take much of a push. Reggie already had all of this stuff locked and loaded. All it took was the spiders. Mm hmm. That's all it took. All it took was the the glamour J egg. And that just set the whole thing rolling. Are you so, are you a wizard? You a wizard? <laughs> so we cut on over to Betty and Jughead. And one thing I like about this scene is that we have Betty and Jughead talking directly into the camera. Uh-huh. It's a straight on shot as though they're talking to each other. It's very cool. It reminds me of the master um, in that aspect and in a cool way. It reminds me of a comic book, and they keep doing this. Oh, yes, and we're about to. Oh, yes. So Betty's like, what should I do? And she goes, think about your memories. 
and is like i i would suggest uh thinking about them as a series of comic books which is great and so then we see jughead alone at his desk and on his desk is a box of comics labeled Betty. They're using the original comic font for Betty. And then when he pulls out an actual comic book, it's the Betty and Veronica Betty font. Love it's it. Very adorable. cute. Adorable. Chef Kiss Perfection. And so he opens a panel and it's from season one when he comes through the window a la uh, Skeet Ulrich and Scream. It's very nice. It's when Jughead first kisses Betty. Oh, they look like babies. It's so cute. He sees this and then he comes back to the surface. But he's like, what? And he goes, oh, no, just surface stuff. We, we got to keep going. So, like, I, I think this is really good, like, use of the fact that this is an uncomfortable situation for Drughead. It's it's so many good things because it's also just a good plot setup of, you know, they, they mention these things as he continues to go through it of he's scratching a surface he's getting a little deeper but he's not going to the deepest memories Mm -hmm. in the comic book stack yes and at least from this episode it would be so easy for him to take advantage of this Mm -hmm. and what we see here he's he doesn't yet so jughead you know goes back and he grabs a new issue it's the conversation when they're holding the twins I believe this is season two and, you know, Jughead has to reassure Betty that she's a good person. And so then we come back and Betty's like, you got to go deeper. And so we see his body past hers as we're going to the old caramel memory. So it's Betty holding caramel and petting it, knowing we know that it's dead, that she killed caramel. But then we go to Pops. And hello, Lachlan Monroe. Hey, what's up, pal? He's back again. Love it. And he has taken Betty to Pops post this incident. And he's he's asking her questions. You know, like, Caramel was wrong. Caramel was a sinner. She was trying to run away. And she needed to be punished. And Betty's like, oh, am I bad? And she's like, no. But how did it feel? Did you get some excitement? And when we come, we come back to the present, and Betty's like, oh, my God, he was grooming me. And she's like, we got to keep going. Like, we have to keep going. And Jughead's like, okay, but we got to take a break. Because <laughs> that's a lot. Jughead's like, I'm in your mind. I'm in your mind. Well, it's not only that, but like, you know, he he was with her through so much of this. Like, her experiencing this. I mean, most of the series of Riverdale, Betty and Jughead were together. So he went through a lot of these things. So to now be with her in her physical brain reliving things and now having more context to those things so it's completely recontextualizing what those things mean is a huge experience for him as well i I mean it's a lot a lot it's a lot (sighs) archie looks like he has the flu merciful gaia he 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 looks pathetic Cheryl comes over and brings him some palladium soup and tells him about Rasputin. He's like, it worked for this Russian guy. <laughs> I mean, dumb, dumb Archie. Big Sweet dumb Archie. Dumb Archie. Sweet dumb Archie. We, we, we love to see it. I love that she goes, they had to drown him in the end. And I was like, that's foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's going to happen to Archie at some point. Then we get uh, Veronica busting into Percival's room yelling at Reggie. 
you know, about telling Percival that he can move out anytime he wants. But, you know, she feels like he was in cahoots with the charlatan. And Reddy's just like, this is all me. And she's like, no, it's not. And they're both getting like heated. And then all of a sudden, Reggie gets a nosebleed. And Veronica, uh, Veronica has huffed in his direction. And so when he gets that nosebleed, she goes, oh, my God, and covers her mouth. And he goes, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah. She has some all time insults at Reggie. I mean, they're all right. That's the furthest I've seen her go since, like, full dark no stars. No. Okay. She really doesn't say much. She calls him stupid in about seven different inventive ways. Eh. To be fair, he is. I mean, he is being stupid. Uh, We go back to Archie. He drinks his soup. He jumps some rope. He faints. (laughs) That's what happens. Uh, We go back to Dr. Curdle. Veronica still looks like she's attending her own funeral. It's not working. And actually, her toxicology panel, her toxins keep increasing. And it's just insane that she's not dead. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he basically says, look, these toxins eventually are just going to kill you. So that's all I got for you. And so Veronica's just like, well, that sucks. (laughs) I love she's like, that sounds like a death sentence. I'm deeply sorry. sorry. Okay, I love Dr. Curdle in this and this half of the series because he's absurd in the best way. Veronica's just like, she looks like she's going to murder someone because they told her she's going to die. We cut back to Cheryl. She's got the magic eight ball. Magic eight ball says, ask again later because she still has no email from Heather. But then she's a screw it. So she, we look at her computer. Her computer shows that Britta is the one who emailed her the info. Hey. I did notice that. And she picks up the phone and calls Greendale Public Library. And Heather answers the phone. And Cheryl hangs up. Yeah. She's been next door. This is honestly kind of adorable. <laughs> mm-hmm. This part. Yeah. This is fun. Like, like Cheryl's just being like, oh, God. Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about this. It's it's cute. Yeah. Uh, we cut back over to Archie. He weighs himself and he's down to 135. In fact, he says, says to himself, I haven't weighed 135 since I was in junior high. That's not good. Yeah. All right. Now we get more mind reading. We go back into the Betty box. And this time it's Betty eavesdropping on her mom and her dad talking about some gene testing that Alice has been getting. So we hear this conversation that Alice has the MAOA gene, the serial killer gene, but Hal is talking about, oh, this is great. It's a warrior gene. Um, That means that maybe one of the kids has it. Betty, I bet Betty has it. And Alice is like, you're excited about this? Oh my goodness. And then, you know, we come back to the present and Betty is fucking pissed. She's like, my mom is worse than my dad because she's been lying to me my entire life to cover up what? That she has the gene? What if that's not even the worst of it? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I believe I've said in the past that Hal wasn't the only one who was bad. I... We still do not fully. Well, we do know why Alice went to jail, that she threw acid at somebody. But we don't know the 
full extent of Alice's history. Look, I they've done so much other signposting with Alice. Mm. I, I don't think that's the case. No, I don't think so either. But if there's one parent figure who deserves a, a full backstory, it wasn't Hiram. It was it was Alice. Well, and we might be getting there. We might be heading that direction. I could see that as of the recording of this episode, season seven has been announced as their final season. Uh, we still don't have an order count for this season, much less next season. So I don't know what that's going to look like. But I would actually be really excited to see a flashback till we get all of Alice's story and how it informs the conclusion of our series. Uh, before we go on, I'm, I'm going to need you to repeat that. What What is season seven again? It's going to be the final season of Riverdale. Yeah! Set the alarms off, everybody. It's a happy day. Cue the freedom scream from Braveheart. Veronica calls Betty to come to the White Worm. It's been a day. So Betty's like, yeah, sure. Archie empties the soup, the, the palladium soup into the sink. And she's like, hey, you want to you want to you want to come to the bar? And he's just like, I'm down. So they get drunk. It shuts time with the threesome. It's the sad superhero club. <laughs> uh, Veronica is just telling him what's going on. She's like, you know, Betty reassures her that, you know, I would get an aura from you. We're not in any danger. And Veronica laments that her, Reggie was her last meaningful human contact. And they're just sad. They're just being sad. It's the sad superhero club. Yeah. And they're, they're not really sure what what triggered her powers so much. So there's that. And then she's like, okay, how about like another round of shots? And they're like, we can't do anymore. Like you've had more than than us put together. And Veronica's like, hmm, now that you mention it, I don't feel the alcohol at all. Oh, mm, interesting. Mm. Yep. So the next day, Archie gets out of the shower and fixing his hair and his hair's been falling out. Not good. That's bad. <laughs> so we rush on over to Thornhill. And he's yelling at Cheryl, your palladium is killing me. My hair's falling out. I'm losing a ton of weight. Dr. Curdle said my symptoms suggest acute anemia, to which Cheryl's like, hmm, that's interesting. And she's like, okay, it seems like the palladium neutralized the other metals, which is compromising you. And Archie says, I'm not wearing the pendant. I dumped the rest of your soup. So why am I getting weaker? And Cheryl's just like, you've kind of poisoned your body and now it's breaking down <laughs> so archie's like oh no what do i do so cheryl's like replenish your iron depleted system rebalance your humors and i'll consult my medical texts sure whatever this is fun so i feel like something got edited out of order because then we get betty confronting alice at their house and Betty looks drunk. And the way she's performing this is that she's drunk. I feel like she's still drunk from the night before. <laughs> That's very possible. I will allow it. But it feels like this scene happened that same night, whereas Archie's happens the next day. Yeah, I don't. It was Some, weird. Something's a little out of order here. It's happened before in Riverdale. But Betty is very drunk. Betty is definitely not sober in this scene. She's just like, what the hell were you thinking about lying about the serial killer, Gene? And I was like, what? Watch your tone with me, young lady. 
the farm. You and Polly said I was the only member of our family who had the gene, but back in the day, dad made you get tested and you have it too. And she's like, how about the fact that dad was grooming me to be a murderer just like him? Did you know? Alice is deny, deny, deny. She's like, where's this coming from? Is this your persecution complex again? Oh my God. Whatever. I promise you I'll get to the truth, mom. (laughs) Love it. Uh, We go back to Thornhill. Uh, We see a bunch of poison bottles on the table. It's Veronica and Cheryl. So she's got hemlock, nightshade, snake root, rosary peas, and white oleander. All things that can poison a human. And Veronica wants to test a hunch uh, that the toxins her body is producing is making me immune to other poison. So I was like, just remember, there's no shame in having your stomach pumped. What a line. I love it. It's great. But it also speaks to, I just, it totally reminds me of Heather's. Yeah. The movie. That's what it so feels like. And Veronica says she'll have an ambulance on standby, a private ambulance on standby. And do you happen to have any books on spiders? Of course. How many would you like? As a spider crawls across the screen. Yep. What a comic book panel. Love it. Yes. They're finally visually getting to the comic book stuff way more. I told you this is what's happening. It's awesome. It's mm. really fun. I'm, I'm I'm into it. Uh, Betty goes back to Jughead and is like, okay, it's time to excavate my mom's to find out what she knows about my core wound that I don't. And Jughead's like, I don't feel super comfortable with that. And Betty's like, you have my permission. This is like the equivalent of her reading my diary in high, high school. She's hiding something. So is just like, I've already read your mind. I don't need to read <sighs> your mother's mind. Because see, when he said that, it, not only is it like, you have given me consent to go into your mind. Your mom has not given me consent. So yay, appropriateness. But also in my mind, I went to, he does not want to see memories of my dad and your mom. No, oh, yeah. No, yeah. thank you. Because those are in there. No, I'm thank sure you. Here they are. Or his mom and his dad. No, thank you. But, but yeah. But th- she has a plan. Uh, and so she's just like, we have to see if she knew that he was grooming me. What if she knew about the black hood? I will do all the work and prompt her. You just have to stand close enough and hear whatever shakes loose. So Jug is just like, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> but he really doesn't have a choice at this point because also it's Betty. It's Betty. <laughs> so we go to the news studio. They kind of like just run in um, as Alice is getting ready for her, her recording. And Jughead sees them. He sees a memory. He, he, you know, she's, but he's talked to him and he's just like, I got what we needed. Let's go. So then we go to Pops and Jughead says, it's underneath the table, under the floorboards in the dining room. That's where the truth is, whatever your mom is hiding. So we, what we see in the memory is Hal and Alice putting the table, the rug and the table back in the dining room. And Alice sobbing. Yeah. After Jug says that, Betty's phone rings. She's like, um, it's Archie. Do you mind? And he's like, yeah, of course. And you can just see, like, I like, I really like the way Cole acted this because you can see that it's just like, well, yeah, of course you have to take it from Archie, but then also like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, it was just very much like, oh, we used to be together. <laughs> like, like, and it, and not in that I want to be with you way, but just in the, like, we used to have that relationship. It's that way of, wow, we have really been 
having a moment here of like our old investigative days and being together and all of a sudden I just got shook out of that because I'm reminded that you are with Archie and I am with Tabitha. <laughs> yeah. They're like they're revisiting an old dynamic. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, whoa, real world. Back again. <laughs> yeah. She's gotta go see Cheryl to talk about her new plan. And apparently it's she needs to talk to both of us. So hopefully it's better than palladium soup. <laughs> so we go to Archie's house and they're going to forge Archie. How are they going to forge him, Diana? They're, they're going to forge Archie. In fire. They're, they're going to forge in fire, Archie. <laughs> now, quick side note. There's a show. There's a show on the History Channel called Forge in Fire. It's where amateur blacksmiths and also some personally professional blacksmiths compete in knife making. This show is absurd. But within three to four episodes, you will think you're an expert and you will start screaming at the television, you never quench in water. It's true. It's It's a thing. It's very important. It is a lovely obsession that we come across every time a new season drops on whatever streaming channel has it at that moment. And the second they said they were going to forge him, I was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to do that. But Archie wants one more night with Betty. (laughs) I love she's like, what are the side effects? Well, the fires might kill him. (laughs) Betty's like, that's a heck of a side effect, Cheryl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They they are doing at least a fun job of doing wild exposition peppered with very funny looks and like, huh? Yeah, because we're in a comic book now. We cut to Veronica in the bath taking poison and reading her spider book. And nothing so. happens. Then we cut to Betty massaging Archie, surrounded by candles, because that's how they have sex. That's a, it's a gentle final bone. Um, and then later, we have Jughead and Betty. They're going to pry up the floorboards. <sighs> Cheryl visits Veronica to you know, kind of figure out like what's going on and how are we feeling. Same when I... Killed that bottle of tequila. No hangover, no ill effects. And Cheryl's like, so as you suspected, you're immune to poison. And Veronica's like, yeah. And according to this book, venomous spiders, they don't poison themselves. And they're able to control the amount of venom they secrete at their own volition. So Cheryl's like, yeah, maybe you will be able to figure that out as well. So Veronica's like, okay, I have to make sure that I'm not like, producing more endorphins or adrenaline so yeah that's gonna be hard (laughs) yeah and then there's this kind of sweet moment cheryl takes off her iconic spider brooch and gives it to veronica though you may be venomous you are also resilient remember that i like it i like it it made sense um it's interesting I don't think it's a permanent thing, especially if we get out of comic book world and come back to maybe some real life. But it's a nice moment for Cheryl. It's an appropriate friendship moment. And I am here for that. Yeah. Go back to the Cooper house and there's like a sheriff's body on the floor. It's like mummified. But it's just decayed. You can tell it's clearly a law enforcement person. I assume sheriff. Pretty gross. Yeah. So then Alice comes in and like doesn't see anything because Betty's just standing next to the hole in the floor in the body. She's like, Mom, I think it's time you tell me the truth. 
she sees this and she's just freaking out and she's like okay so she tells us you know i we just come back from apple picking your father sent you girls upstairs to watch cartoons and he said he needed help with something and that was the something a deputy had come around to investigate your father's suspicious activities and wound up dead for his trouble your father threatened to blame me for the murder and i was terrified i didn't want to lose you or your sisters i didn't want our family to implode so i helped him so betty's just like okay she's very much in fbi agent mode here she's even got her heels on i do appreciate that when they were um when they had the shovels she was barefoot i appreciate this this is an important fact makes sense yep Betty can be very practical. Betty looks at her mom. is like, I want to know. Did you know that dad was screaming me? And she's like, no, you have to understand you were your dad's favorite. The two of you had this connection. I knew that he had darkness. And I guess deep down, I'd fear he might try to cultivate that in you. And she's like, so you wrote me off? And Alice says, no, I knew that if the time came, I could control it. That I could control whatever impulses he was trying to manifest in you. That I could undo his influence. and. Betty's just like, you know what? I get it now. I You were obsessed with me being perfect, the perfect daughter. Your plan didn't work. That evil, it's still there. Interesting. And, I mean, it's interesting. I, I do like that we've given a reason to explain Alice's behavior. It doesn't excuse it, but it gives a reason for it. Yeah, well, like, it's so hard to because... This totally makes sense. Alice is having a real moment here, but also Alice is under a thrall. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to believe anything from her. Yeah. But this feels very genuine. And what's going to be interesting is once the Percival of it all is done with, Mm -hmm. how does this play out as a dynamic? How are Mm -hmm. they going to deal with that? Because it's a big freaking deal. Like, I totally understand Alice's thought process in the moment, because the other thing that Betty isn't recognizing here is, like, when your husband's a serial killer and threatening you, you're in a whole nother level of, I don't know what to do now. Mm. And, you know, the flip side is, Betty's just like, and there I am. What did you do to help me? Jack shit. So it's, it's a whole lot. There's a whole lot they have to deal with. As a family. Yeah. All right. We go down to the mine where they got the palladium and Cheryl is ready to redispel and forge Archie in fire. Literally. Literally. So he's going to read this alchemical spell whilst I manifest witch fire inside of you. Here we go. <laughs> so he starts reading. He gets hot. He gets hotter. He screams after the paper catches fire. That was pretty cool. That was pretty good. Also very comic booky. Very much a panel. Love it. Very cool. Uh, we cut on over to a smart food commercial in Veronica's office. This is a double ad drop. I know. But also kind of a fun one because it's a smart food commercial, but also she is eating mild cheddar smart food popcorn because she is making the sensible choice so as not to get her emotions up. Yes. And uh, Reggie is there and she has almost finished her evaluation presentation on Canva. Number two. Number two, which Canva is very cool. You can do some really cool shit with it. I love Canva. 
I just, I was like, please, I, I, I wish they would just do one scene where they just kept going. Just throw oh, yeah. all the ads in one scene. <laughs> I love it. It'd be so amazing. <laughs> and so uh, Reggie comes in. Either you sell the Babylonian or we'll launch a hostile takeover. And Veronica's like, you will take this casino over my cold, dead body. And Reggie's like, look, I didn't want to go here. We know you're sick, Ronnie. What is it? Your kidneys? And he's tossed a folder filled with photos of her getting the transfusion, visiting the colonel, all that. Um, and she's like, if only you knew. Reggie's just like, you're weak physically, emotionally, mentally. You leave us no choice but to take you out. It's for your own health and the health of the casino. Veronica, trying to remain even-tempered. <laughs> your concern overwhelms me, Reggie. Go ahead and try. It'll be a bloodbath. Yours, not mine. Now leave. I have to get ready for my presentation at tonight's shindig. Your concern overwhelms me, Reggie. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, so funny. Yeah. Those two are going to bicker forever, and it's going to be the best. It's the best. They, they deserve each other. We go back to Archie's, and Betty comes in, and he, Archie is wearing the palladium. She says, why are you wearing that again? He goes, oh, I want to show you something. And he cuts his hand. He's like, it worked. Cheryl spell. Her pyrokinesis, it forged me. Percival's palladium won't weaken me anymore. And so Betty's like really happy. And then she takes him to follow her. We go over to the Babylonium. And Veronica is there wearing her cloak again, welcoming everyone. Uh, she wants to let everyone know that their finances are healthier than ever. And their projected income is trending upwards. Um, she also wants to dispel all rumors. Um, that she has any interest in selling the casino or that she's operating at less than 100% of health control or focus. So she wants the board to get with her vision or get ready to fight to the death. I also want to give a shout out to my two best friends, Archie Andrews and Betty Cooper, who are with me tonight and who earlier today gave me the last little boost I needed. And we cut to Veronica's apartment and Betty has brought Archie there to kiss him. So her last kiss won't be with Reggie because he's invulnerable. And so she can get her main character energy back. (laughs) This was very meta and I loved it. It was very meta, but also hilarious. So then we cut back to the casino and Veronica says, so Archie, Betty, this one's for you. And Veronica begins to sing Toxic from one Britney Spears. And I will say, this is one of the best songs Camilla has ever sang or performed. The song, perfect for the occasion. The singing, very good. Lip sync, pretty decent. And all of the production value matched all of that. It was great. The only other time she has looked this good was when she sang Tiniest Lifeboat in the Heathers episode. And when she sang Maybe This Time. In regards to her father. Yep. Those are the only other times where both her voice and the production and dancing or lack of dancing they put around the song matched so perfectly and also supported what was happening in the show. They make them do a whole bunch of bullshit for these songs. But every once in a while they hit and it's rad. (laughs) Yeah, this one's great. Um, As she's singing, we cut back to her apartment and Archie's saying, what do you say, Ronnie? For old time's sake. And she says, why the hell not? So they kiss. Um, We cut back to more singing, dancing. We cut over to Jughead and he is flashing 
through a montage of all of his kissing of Betty and all their intimate moments. And then as he's pulled out of that, he gets a text message from Tabitha that she's on her way back. And he goes, good. I really miss you, <laughs> which is sweet. There are a lot of people on Twitter who are like, I can't believe Jughead did that. Like, I don't think he did anything wrong. Like, no. I, 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 he didn't, and he didn't act or anything. He also, as far as we can tell here, he didn't take advantage of Betty's granting him access to her memories. He's just, honestly, I think these are really, truly just his recollections of those moments. It just brought it all back to the surface. Yeah. He's just like, wow, I miss my actual girlfriend right now. <laughs> yeah. Like it could hint at something bigger in terms of like the meta universe that they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. But for the short term, there's nothing here other than he's just like, wow, that unearthed a whole bunch of shit and memories. And I would really like to focus on Tabitha, who I love very much. Mm -hmm. uh, we come back to more singing and dancing. And then we cut on over to Archie and Betty dancing. But really, this is just KJ Affa being absurd because this is the way he actually dances when he wants to be absurd. It's adorable. I, I really feel like this is an outtake and they just used it because it was really fun. Uh, KJ doing his best, Brittany. Yeah, it's great. It's very good. Uh, we have more singing and dancing from Veronica. Then we cut to Thornhill. The doors burst open and it's Heather. Is that really you? You called me and I came. And this is a callback to when Thomasina arrived at Thornhill. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. We go back more, more singing and dancing. I'm toxic. You're slipping under. She winks at Reggie. He just kind of rolls his eye. And Percival's actually a little bit impressed by what's happening. And when she gets to the end, she blows a kiss and Betty catches it. Riverdale. Ah, fun end. Yeah. So a lot more moving some pieces around the chessboard. It's interesting how much like pops up from there that you're like, oh some interesting implications mm -hmm. it just i think where i i start to go i've got a little more firm convincing now of like okay this all makes really cool sense in their comic book world but like where are we going after that mm -hmm. and i don't think we're gonna know that till season the next season like Perhaps. I, I i just don't i think we're sticking with this for now but it, it does make you wonder okay we're in some weird comic book thing but like where is that gonna lead to yeah is it just gonna stay in cuckoo comic book world land which okay that's what it is then here we are weirder shits happened in riverdale <laughs> that's very true but um since we are as of the recording of this we are also behind an episode we are not gonna do a next time on because the next time has already aired Woo! so until next time hashtag bulldogs forever <laughs> Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.